Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to Last Call at McLaren's, the How I Might Your Mother podcast. I am Josh, here with my fellow mother lover, John. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing excellent. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I'm here uh, to talk about a great episode. Uh, Got to watch a lot of cool stuff earlier today, but that's not what we're here for. For for those of you who don't know, we are recording literally (laughs) just like mere hours after the DC fandom event, which, you know, obviously if you follow any of Josh's work, you know, he works with DC comics. So fandom was a huge thing for him today. Josh, why don't you briefly mention just a few of the big things today? Well, we got a trailer for uh, black Adam. We got the flash movie. We got the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. We got some TV shows. So we got a little, Look at uh, what's to come with the new Har- with the Harley Quinn series. We got Young Justice, Peacemaker, Doom Patrol, Titans, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, go over to DC Comics News, uh, the YouTube channel there. I did a, a full uh, live stream kind of breakdown after the event. Uh, it's got some good stuff. I showed some of the trailers on there, so if you missed them, you can see them there, as well as just finding them online. But yeah, definitely check that out. It's it's good stuff. Whole lot of whole lot of great stuff going on, but. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how I met your mother. That's yep. right. We're and we are on season one. Ever. That's right. Season one, episode 20, the best prom ever. John, what were your initial thoughts? Like going in, had you remembered what this episode was about? You know, I did remember this episode, uh, but I remember something happening in the show that apparently didn't actually happen. Okay. I, kinda, I remember Barney sneaking through a window. Well, he sneaks through a vent. Yeah, but I remember him coming through like an actual window. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. And I was like, I don't know. Apparently, hmm. I'm just going fucking mental or something. I'm wondering if he does that in another episode. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, he likes to get in and out of a lot of places. Uh-huh. Anywho. You're not lying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remembered this episode pretty well. Um, I didn't remember the song. I couldn't remember the song until I watched the episode. Yeah. I knew why they were going after the 88th, though, and I remember the whole... It's funny. This is one of the few episodes I remember the A line, or the A story, the B story, and the C story. 
Nice. And I was nice. just like, damn. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> was a, for, for a very like minute episode out of an entire season, it's one of the weird ones to remember. That's true. But uh, I think it has some really fun stuff in it. So. Well, it had some very fun stuff, and I mean, we'll get to the rest of it, but I know, not trying to go too far ahead already, but me and you had talked, like, last episode about, like, the wedge that started to get put between Marshall and Lily, and this one, like, this is the first real swing with the mallet. This is like, there's that wedge, and there's that fucking hammer swing, and bam, there it yeah, starts. That's true. It, it definitely does. So, uh uh, season one, episode twenty, best prom ever, originally aired on May first of two thousand six. Yeah, obviously directed by the great Pamela Fryman, written by Ira Ungerleiter. This is the only episode that he wrote of How I Met Your Mother, oh, but wow. he did serve as a co-executive producer for several episodes in season one. Uh, he was also a producer on the show Friends, and as a side note, he has a character. In this episode that we really? will talk about when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually get to see his face in this episode. So you episode. said this came out May four or May 1st, <clears throat> yes. 2006. Yes, sir. You realize that means it was like literally four right days before, you... before my 22nd birthday. Yeah. Right before you had turned 22. Damn, man. <laughs> I was, I was literally like eight years behind their age at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were. But I still think it, it connected with us in, in a way because, like, I feel like they still acted kind oh, of dude, absolutely. immature a lot. Which is so. Probably, though, but think about this. I didn't start watching this show until about season three or season four. Which so means you were much closer to their age when you started yeah. watching it. Yeah. So okay. you think about that. That's one of the reasons why this show probably resonates so well with people like me and you. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a show about people our age. It wasn't just, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean that, to sidetrack there. No, no, that's fine. I, I think that is definitely a, a big reason why it resonated with us uh, as as much as it did. All right. So the summary for this episode the su- the summary on the fandom wiki is very short. It does not give this episode the due that I think it deserves. Uh, it reads: The gang crashes a prom to see a band Lily and Marshall want to book for their wedding. That's it. Wow. That's all it says. You know, I mean, technically, that's a very <laughs> true statement. It is, but like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I would have, I would have fleshed that out a little bit. I would have, you know, something like Lily and Marshall, uh, you know, race to book, you know, uh, the venue for their wedding, and then like, I would add stuff to that because, like, I don't know, that summary is just so small. If, if I was going to summarize like this episode, I would say uh, Marshall and Lily venture to book a wedding band while the gang, um, Assists. Uh, what I don't know what, what wacky adventures. Can get, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know, but uh, it just it, it's. I think it's the shortest summary that we've had the entire season. Yeah, so honestly. Far. So, uh, well, like I said, me... though, it's really weird though because I mean, it nails the it nails the the point straight too. Like that's what the it's episode's true. about. It is but true. It, it just is happens to me. This true. is one of the very few episodes where the the A, B, and C storyline are all in a line together. They're yeah. all accomplishing the same thing, but on a different platform. Yeah. All right, so the episode opens with Marshall and Lily rushing down the street. Uh, future Ted tells us that there has been a big development in their wedding planning. The Van Smoot house has become available, 
two months from now. And however, there is another couple racing with a deposit. Now, uh, for those of you who are familiar with the show, you may recognize the name Van Smoot for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, you may remember the season five episode, Robots versus Wrestlers, where they attend the Van Smoot party. Yep. I think it was like Jeffrey Van Smoot or Je- Jefferson Van Smoot or something like that. Something like uh, that. And then the captain, whose last name is Van Smoot. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's George the Captain Van Smoot. Well, it's really Obvious. Uh The season five episode is where we get introduced to um, the lady who used to live in the apartment with yeah. Ramel. Yeah. And M- uh, Miranda, Miranda Heller or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And it's, it's one of my favorite episodes because of the joke. Willem <laughs> That's a great one. So it's obvious this Van Smoot thing is it runs throughout their lives. It's really interesting to 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 think about how connected the the gang is to the captain really throughout the show. Without got, even realizing it. All the Van Smoot stuff, the pineapple incident, which we late, you know, we we talked about it in the episode. We find out in season nine in a deleted scene that the pineapple was stolen from the porch of the captain's place. I really wish they would make it canonical. Yeah. Because it's never been recognized as, like, officially part of the show. It's, like, its own standalone deleted scene, which, until it's actually recognized, it doesn't count. But I would would love for (laughs) Josh Radner to just, like, essentially refilm it on his own in character. That would be hilarious. And he's like, let me tell you guys about this time. And, like, he's obviously narrating it to, like, two random people. And he's yeah. like, you know, I told my kids this story once, but let me tell you guys. He's just like on a park bench talking to strangers. He's fucking like homeless. He's like, hey, hey, you guys want me to tell you a story? Tell you a story for a couple bucks. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, Van Smoot, man, running throughout. I'm curious if like this, the, the, the Van Smoot house thing here, if it was just a throwaway and they decided, let's let's take that name and bring it back. You know what I mean? Maybe. Because it was five seasons. As far yeah. as I know, it's not used in any of the other seasons. It's possible. Maybe we'll run into it in one of the other seasons. But as far as I know, it doesn't come back until season five. So, I bet you I'll keep my ear to the ground for it now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so after a moment of hesitation, Lily decides that they need to get this place. She runs out of her classroom telling her kids just the color. Just the color. She is a terrible teacher. Horrible teacher, dude. We learned recently that she naps when her kids nap. Like, she would just go to sleep as her kids are sleeping in the classroom. And now this, just taking off and leaving her kids there unattended. I'm just like, wow, she's a terrible teacher. Terrible. Really needed to not be doing that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that. You know, like any of the other times I've watched the show. Never thought about it. Like, holy shit. Yeah, no, she is a oh, terrible teacher. I mean, that's besides the fact that, like, a kindergartner got to, like, first base with her and, like... It's true. And she's like, always, like, she's always, like, letting Marshall come into the classroom and do, what yeah. just, like, randomly. It's Mr. like funny butt. Yeah. They learned what a fiancé was. It's like, okay, why was he there? Like, I don't understand right? what the point was. But, yeah. Uh, so, as they're racing to book the Van Smoot house... They run into their competition, Todd and Valerie, uh, and they wind up in the elevator together. They do. I 
I love what they do here because I couldn't. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what they do, and I'm like, but if not, I I'll be really bummed if they don't do the thing I think that they do, and they do. Uh, Marshall and uh, tells Lily that they're gonna take the stairs, and Lily just hits all the fucking buttons on the elevator. It runs out before they can get it get out of. Oh the elevator, yeah, which was hilarious. It's funny because I've seen that trick done in other shows and movies, right? And a lot of times, like they do it right, and then they run up the stairs, and then the people who are on the elevator still wind up getting off the elevator the same time they get out of the stairs. That's like a trope that you see a lot. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm glad they didn't do that because, like, no offense, but if it's up several flights, there's probably they're probably not going to make it before no. you do. You know you what know? the sad part is, though. We never see Todd and Valerie again. That's true. Why they is that done? Fucking killed themselves. That's right. They or, could not. Or he killed her. Or she killed him. I mean, it Maybe. is the Van Smoot house. It's it is it is, and that's probably because they did not get the Van Smoot house. Uh, this tactic worked. And Lily and Marshall officially got their wedding venue. However, like I said before, they have to get married in two months now. You know, they were not planning for that. You know, Lily is a little freaked out about it. We're at the bar and they're kind of telling the others about what happened. And you can see like Lily, she's acting like she's happy, but you can also tell she's really freaked out well, about, I mean, having, about all this having to get married in two months. Plan a wedding in two months. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I get her. it. <laughs> so she decides she's going to d- divide up some tasks. Uh, it gets really awkward because she pairs Ted and Robin together <laughs> for a task. It's like, wh- what were like, obviously they have not made up at this point, even no. though, even though they're both at the bar together in the previous episode, like they hadn't even been hanging out at all. They no. hadn't even seen each other for a while. So I thought it was a little weird, but. I just like, I love Barney's reaction to this, where he's like, "Wow, Will, that was yeah. very awkward, right?" Because like, you could feel the tension in the scene. It was real weird and real awkward. Um, so then we get back to the apartment. Lily is passed out on the coffee table as Ted and Marshall walk in the door uh, with a bunch of little boxes. We later on learn that those are their wedding invitations. And then Marshall startles her awake. And she instantly proclaims that they forgot to get a band. Uh, but Marshall, he, he plays it cool. He says, don't worry. He's got it covered. They or He already booked a great wedding band called the 88. Uh, and Ted even vouches for him. And I think it would have been hilarious if Ted had instead tried to convince them to get a DJ. And, you know, that came to my mind when I was watching this. That I'm like, wow, this is the one time Ted's not like, oh, you need a DJ. Yeah, man. Like that was his time, whole thing. I thought it would have been really funny if, like, he would have, like, if Marshall also would have listed off a couple bands, like, you know, like, oh, I really know this great band called the '88, or you know, I have a, because a, no, it wouldn't have been this early yet. Never mind. Okay, I withdraw my uh, comment. <laughs> comment withdrawn, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really weird, though, that Ted didn't recommend a DJ either. Because I'm like, he's so yeah. gung-ho about it later on. Yeah, I mean, ob- it's obvious that they, they hadn't created that that part of his personality yet. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it is the first season, so. Yeah, yeah, we still, we've seen a lot of stuff like that in the first <laughs> season. Maybe so Ted far. just hasn't gotten there yet. Maybe, maybe. Maybe this experience drove him away from a band. <laughs> 
this is the whole catalyst for it. Uh, so, uh, this is a pretty fucking big catalyst. It's true. So, uh, as we mentioned, the band is called the 88s. I have a little info on the 88s. Uh, the 88 are an actual real band, and they've had their music featured uh, in the show several times, including in an episode that we've already covered, Belly Full of Turkey. One of their songs was in that. They also did the opening theme song to a show that you and I both have seen and both have enjoyed, Community. They awesome. That is the 88 doing that song. Oh no shit! For the opening theme of Community. Yep. So uh, yeah, man, you can you can uh, they're they're on like Spotify and, and shit. You can get their music there and I'll check, check them out. out. I thought that was really cool because like the songs, other than the Violent Femme song that they play, the other songs that they play are their own music, their own original music that they're playing. That's so I awesome. thought that was yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, let's see, we've got Lily hesitant about the band. She has not seen them. Uh, I think at this point she's just she's just being so freaked out um, because I feel like on a normal circumstance she would trust Marshall's like yeah decision making skills in that yeah he has a pretty good stamp of approval rating yeah uh, and I think she's just so freaked out that that's why she's like I need to hear him play so they decide to kind of see if they're playing anywhere nearby you know what I just uh, realized though. Ted's a piggyback stamper still in this episode. He is. Because Marshall's like, oh, you know, I know this really great band we should book. They're called the 88. And Ted's like, yeah, I can vouch for that. Yep. He totally is a piggyback stamper all the way through. I was Uh, just thinking about the piggyback stamper, and I was like, ah. (laughs) That's great. That's a great catch, too, because I hadn't thought about that. But it's so true. So true. (laughs) Uh, so as uh, Marshall goes uh, off to kind of look up whether you know, where these guys may be playing nearby, uh, Barney walks in and makes this joke about tasting an amazing caterer, but not her food. <laughs> no. Nope. And I, I love the subtle nuance to the joke. Yeah. I just tasted a great caterer, and Lily's like, we already got one of those. He's and like, Mom, oh, Barney's yeah, like, you're getting married. That's right. You're getting married. And high fives Ted. Yep. It's such a good low key sex joke, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like, I'm, and it's I, and it's not like an offensive joke. It's just a, no. it's just a sex joke. But it was real. Low, like he didn't like he didn't have to. Like, yeah, I ate out a a, a cater. You know, yeah, you you know what I did. <laughs> no, he just left it at that. Oh, gave yeah. a high five and moved on. I thought it was it was a perfect a perfect example of the types of jokes. That <laughs> I could have more. He should be doing be written like that. I know. Right? Sometimes the basic nuance of just that delivery mm-hmm. is amazing itself. Absolutely. Probably uh, so is the caterers, you know. <laughs> probably. Um, Marshall reveals that the 88 are playing uh, at a high school prom in New Jersey, and they call to see if they can go, but they are told no. Now, here's another thing I wish, you know, because again, it's season one. They haven't formed a lot of stuff yet. I really kind of wish we'd gotten like like some like, anti-New Jersey talk. Because, like, in later episodes, they bash the shit out of New Jersey. That all is the time. true. They do. And, like, you don't even, like, oh, like, even if it's just like, oh, man, New Jersey? We had to go there? And you would have nothing. to go to New Jersey to see these guys? And all these, like, but it's for the wedding. Yeah, see, something like that would have been great. 
Uh, unfortunately, we did not get that. I mean, had this been a later season, you're right. It probably would have been there, but yeah. Yeah. Season one. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, they were told no, that they could not attend because they're not students. Uh, Barney suggests sneaking in, and Lily agrees. Marshall real surprised by that. So, I think Ted was also surprised because, I mean, well, I, it's Barney. Again, it's an idea from Barney. And, and I love where this goes with this one because we got another little Barney quip right here. Because yeah. Lily's like, you know, at this point, I'm willing to do almost anything. And Barney's like, well, hey. And she goes, no. Yeah. Shoots him right down. I'm just like, <laughs> that is another, like, subtle, just like, a, well, hey, I mean, we're here. And she's like, no. Yep. And he just drops it. And I like it. <laughs> just He gets his little things in there. And then, uh, yeah, his little things. <laughs> uh, back at the bar, the gang is discussing their plan. Robin agrees to go with Lily and Barney to the prom. And Ted suggests that they all go. You know, it's like, why don't we all go? Robin instantly shoots that down, saying uh, that it may be harder to get more people in. And that's just an excuse. You know, she just doesn't want him there. I really. mean, she's not wrong, though, at the same time. No, she's not wrong. And I even wrote this. I was like, she's right. But that wasn't actually why she yeah. was staying. Yeah, no. And it's, yeah. it's not. And that's kind of... Yeah, I'm 50 so, 50 on this because I'm like, yeah, I get Lily and Robin going. Those and I think that's going. why I think that's why Ted didn't like take issue with her saying it, because I think in his mind, he's like, yeah, she's right. OK, and moved on. Yeah, he yeah. didn't take it as, oh, she just doesn't want me to go. No, you know, so it worked out for for her because it, it kept her like her it kept what she was trying to do undercover. It's a true statement. Yeah. Uh, so Ted and Marshall decide they're going to have a guy's night. That's right. Guy's uh, night! Yeah, so uh, we head back to the apartment. The girls uh, are showing Barney their dresses. He says they're lame and tells them to slut up. Yeah. So I thought that I mean, was a, the a great... The dresses were nice, but great... I mean, it's definitely not, you know, prom-worthy. Yeah, I thought it was a great variation on the suit-up. Hell yeah! Yeah, man, I thought uh, it, was, it was clever. Slut up. <laughs> uh, so then we see Lily and Robin uh, kind of like searching through Lily's closet for some more slutty clothes. Uh, and then Lily finds her old prom dress and it triggers a flashback. We get uh, Lily and her high school boyfriend, Scooter. They are at prom dancing. Uh, he's telling her how beautiful she is, all this stuff. He tells her that he got into umpire school. Umpire. Which, does that ever come back in the show? Yep. Like later on? Yeah. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. He talks about uh, umpire school all the time. Oh, okay. That's one of the big things. For some for reason, I, I'm like, I didn't remember umpire school. Huh. I don't know why. It's, it's it's two of the things I know about him. He wanted to go to umpire school, and he had the thing for Lily. And they I'll probably, well, anytime he pops up, I'll probably be like, oh, shit, he is talking about umpire. Um, yeah, One of the big things it. that I noticed with this scene, by the way, and I thought this was really well done. So we know that this show right now is happening in like 05, 06. Like, you yeah. know, it happens in like that, like that time frame. For them, it is 06 right now because yes. like we already went through the, 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 old New five Year, the, the New Year's episode. Yeah. So they do this flashback to prom where Lily and them are in like high school. And I don't know if you're paying attention enough, but they show her dancing with Scooter. And are you listening to the song playing over overhead? Yeah, it's uh, Freshman, right? Yep, Freshman yeah. by The Verb. Yeah. And I'm like, 
holy shit, they like they fucking timepiece that amazingly. Yeah. They could have blasted any random song to play at a prom. But I'm like, wow. But it's also such a sad song because it's talking about how, and I this is why I'm bringing this up, it doesn't last. It's true. That's yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And it's it's kind of a prelude. She's she's declaring I'm like again, I'm getting a little out of myself, but she pretty much is declaring that her and Scooter are done. And yeah. she's because you know things are too set in stone, she can't handle this, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and again, there's the mirror image of her and Marshall. I mean, even in this scene, you can tell she's not really into him that much. I mean, like he's into her. Time a she lot. sees him, she pretty much says she's not into him. That's true, but like you can really, and it, it's it's confirmed a bit more later on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So uh, I got a little side note here. Scooter, played by David Burtka, who is the husband of Neil Patrick Harris. This is his first time on the show, yep. and it marks the the last of the three significant others to appear on the show. I didn't realize all three of them came in in the first season. I don't think I realized that either. You know, like, we already saw Blauman. We yep. obviously just saw uh, Sandy Rivers. Oh, yeah. Now we, and now we got Scooter all in season one. I'm like, holy shit, they all Now, are they in? all with their significant others when the show was going? I'm pretty sure. I know yeah. at least... I know that Robin and, and Blauman were together. Um, I know that Lily and Sandy were together. I'm not 100% sure if Neil and and his husband were together at this time or not. Interesting. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if that's why they wound up on the show. But I just didn't realize that they all came in in season one. No, no. I don't think I realized that uh, they all came in season one either. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so then we go back to the present. Lily, Robin, and Barney are—they're all ready to go. Marshall takes a picture of them. Uh, then you know, because it's prom, you gotta take a picture. Then uh, Barney gives both uh, girls a corsage. Uh, Robin gets a bit teary-eyed because she's never done prom before. No, you know, she she's always done. Uh, was it field hockey? I think she talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which However, I think is though. funny because in future episodes she makes a comment that. She wasn't allowed to do sports in high school. Yeah. But then but then they also show her doing like hockey stuff. Like actual hockey. That is uh, true. At, at another point. So there's a few contradictions with her uh so with her between her and sports in her well, youth. Also, I'm gonna go back to the whole dated reference on this thing. Okay. Marshall takes a, a picture with a camera. Yeah, as opposed to time, like a phone. Yeah, because phones didn't really have cameras at yeah, this point. It was like an actual camera. Yeah. yeah, like they're just getting into the Motorola razor phase at this point of the show. Yeah. Like they showed how Ted had got the Yeah, the, the iPhone hadn't even come out. Like the first iPhone hadn't even come out yet. None nope. of that stuff. Yeah. Nope. Cell phones were just starting to get cameras and they weren't good enough to take a decent picture of like you yeah. wanted a camera. You still had to rock a like an actual like camera. <laughs> yep. With yeah. Yeah. Just think about I, that, I remember that. Think about um, how convenient it is for you to be able to take a camera and instantly post a picture on. I still have my digital camera, like my like little silver digital. Yeah, but camera. I don't even think his is digital. I think it's a freaking film. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Like I would have to watch the episode again to see, but I'm 95 percent sure it was a, a film camera. It's very. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. <laughs> uh, so after they leave, Ted and Marshall uh, get ready for guys' night. But Marshall says that they have a, a bunch of invitations that they have to stuff because he promised Lily that they'd do that first. 
and suggests making a drinking game out of it to make it fun. Uh, so then we jump to Lily, Robin, and Barney out, outside of the prom. They uh, try to get in unsuccessfully. And this is where we see a guy, uh, it's the chaperone, who tells them no, that they can't go in. His name is Mr. Corker, and he is played by the writer of this episode, Ira Ungerleiter. Nice. Yeah, so this is where we get to see him. Nice. Uh, he, he is that chaperone with like the glasses and the shaggy hair that is telling them no. That they cannot go in there. I thought that was really uh, kind of really cool. That he well, put himself in the episode. So there's a couple of things I have issues with in this this scene, and we'll start here. <laughs> so okay. they get turned away at the door. Yeah. And instantly, Barney goes to hatch a secondary plan, which is very Barney like. And then Lily and Robin are like, "Let us go find a couple of loser boys to sneak in with." Yeah. Now, you've been to high school, I've been to high school, and most everybody watching this is, you know, or listening has been to high school. We know how prom works. You don't buy a singles ticket and get to all of a sudden sneak a fucking plus one in that door. And two... Uh, well, you have to you have to ask yourself the question, do all schools have, have to have tickets? You would think I don't so. know. Because you never see tickets in TV and movies. Ever. That's true. Also, though, so Lily and Robin just got turned away, and then they're going to walk in with two high school students, though? Yeah, because he's like, you have to be a student or the date of a student. And then they just go get dates. And the guy's like, well, I guess they got dates. I mean, and I can do like, about it. Like they walk up, and Robin's just like, yeah, right there. Ha ha, ha ha. We got fucking dates. Seriously, like, yeah. I, I thought about that, too. I was like, okay. I mean, he's like, okay. God damn it. Where's the rule? No. Well, fuck it. <laughs> no rules. No rules at all. Uh, so, yeah, they you know they get their dates, like you said. And they enter the prom. And as they enter the prom, the band goes on break. So now they yeah, have to wait. Yeah, I thought that them. was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Robin's date, whose name is Sean, uh, offers her a flask. Robin just takes a swig of it. I'm like, okay, uh, you just going to trust this random dude you've never met? Okay, sure. Uh, and it's apparently cough syrup because he, him and his buddy bought fake IDs that said they were 20. Yep. Yeah. Which I thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, well, they can at least buy cough syrup. They can buy cough syrup. They could buy cigarettes if they wanted to. That's true. Like, lottery listen, tickets. Man. Yeah, lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can put the benefits of a few of the things. That's true. That's true. Uh, I love I mean, the comment that Robin makes. Uh, nerds who are bad at math, oh, you're going to have a rough life, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love their. I love how, because I, 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 I watched the episode twice this time. I watched it a couple days ago when we were going to record. Yeah. And then I wanted to make sure it was fresh in my mind yeah. for tonight, so I rewatched it. And I have to say, out of the two dates, the kid who ends up with Robin, you said his name is Sean. Sean, yeah. I like him so much better than I like the curly-haired little fat dude. That's Andrew. Andrew. Because, like, like Sean's just there for the fucking experience. Yeah. Like, he's like, whatever, I got myself a really pretty girl for the night. I got this flask full of cough syrup. Yeah. I'm chill. And the other guy's like, like when Marshall shows up, he's like, hey, where's my fiance? Oh, the that's fucking... like, <sighs> Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, first off, kid, like, you're a fucking kid. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Trust me. 
both times that I watched it, I was like, fuck you, dude. Now, now my <laughs> secondary set of issues comes in with Sean stands there with that flask in his hand for like most of the episode. One, oh, yeah. where were the chaperones? <clears throat> He's holding a fucking flask in his hand. Now, even yeah. if you don't assume he brought it, you'd assume his date of age brought it. And two, did security not check these kids before they went walking no place? Yeah, because we know that there's security. We see them a few times. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm jumping ahead. Later on, we do see Ted and Marshall inside. And there's no, no one's rushing to get to them. Nope. You know, no, Barney, steps, Barney steps in, and they're, like, right on him. Yeah. Ted and Marshall are in, and they're just like, meh. Whatever. Yeah. And then, like, not, like you said, not to get ahead, but they're like, oh, we came in the back door. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. Uh, like, it was why just open? Why was, was there someone out there smoking a cigarette? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so, probably that janitor who's, who, uh, we'll, probably. We'll, get, we'll get there. He made 200 bucks. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Lily goes up to the band, the, the, like, the lead singer of the band. And asks if they can play Good Feelings by the Violent Femmes. That is uh, her and Marshall's song. Uh, he says, you know, he's pretty pretty drunk, but if, if uh, yeah. they get her, they get him the sheet music, they'll they'll play the song. I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, I gotta say, they learned that song pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, because they weren't using the sheet music when they played it. No, they were not. <laughs> Maybe it's part uh, of being drunk. Yeah. Uh, so we we kind of cut back over to Sean and Robin and he, he asks her if she's buzzing. Are you buzzing baby? And she's like, well, my phlegm feels a little looser. And I laughed both times I watched this. I laughed harder than I would have expected at this. I don't know why it hit it's, me so it's hard. It's a great line. It, well, it's not just the line. It's the facial reactions from both of them. Yeah. Well, just he's like, just like, yeah. <laughs> And like Rob's like, yeah, I feel my phlegm's a little loose. Like she's super into it, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, when you're chest and you can breathe, man, I get it. <laughs> it was just like I was like, that is quality acting right there. I ah. really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, so then we head back to the apartment. Ted and Marshall are stuffing envelopes. Ted says uh, he wants to go to a bar. He kind of talks about like getting into a fight. And Marshall says, you know, I'd have your back, man. And Ted's like, yeah, I'd have your back too. But when Ted says it, Marshall kind of like chuckles at him. And this sets up something that we see later on in the episode. It does. Which I'll talk more about then because I have some thoughts on all that. Well, one of the other things that triggered something here for me was is <laughs> so they, they bring up this whole fight thing. And he's like, you know, like, oh, I'd have your back. And Marshall's like, yeah, I wouldn't need you to have my back, but thanks. Yeah, and like, like Ted's like, but you know, like, like they they talk about it, like it's brief here, obviously yeah. to later on. Yeah, because they get inter- like, they get interrupted. Yeah, because I'm like, this would be a great point to have introduced like the Marchwise brothers thing, because mm-hmm. like he could have easily been like, you know, like my brothers and I roughhouse. Marshall is way more confident in his fighting ability in the first season than the rest of the show because they 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 make it a thing where he's never been in a fight later on oh you yeah know, and he doesn't want to do that um but he's <laughs> like, like almost overly confident in his oh, fighting yeah. skills i was gonna say like he was because it comes like, up a couple of times throughout this first season yeah 
Yeah. I was just like, okay, all right, Marshall, whatever you say. Uh, so like I said, they get interrupted as they're talking about this because Robin calls Marshall because she needs them to bring the sheet music down to the prom. Um, he yeah, asked, I thought it was weird that Robin called him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Lily was doing. I think Lily, I think Robin may have just realized Lily's just too freaked out about everything. Maybe. And so she just took it upon herself to do it. I really think. Plus, it it, it gave the audience the uh, the whole thing about whether or not she would you know wants Ted to go or not. Yeah. Because he, no, that part I get. Because Marshall asks if Ted can come. Uh and she's like, I don't think that's a good idea, you know, after everything that happened. Um and in the background, uh Barney is trying to break into the prom food event. This is like Robin's on the phone just talking and you just see Barney coming down through the vent and like getting dragged then getting dragged away by the security guards yep. and Robin ha- doesn't even notice. And no, I think that he doesn't even like hilarious. see it. No. And I thought that was hilarious. Because like it's just something like they're not focusing on. It. It's just in the background. Just happening. in the background. Yeah. And I it was fantastic. I loved watching that. Neil did such a good job uh, doing that whole thing. Uh Robin eventually says that, yeah, you know, if Ted, you know, Ted has to come, you know, whatever. He, you know, he can come. Not a big deal. Uh then Robin goes over to Lily who uh, looks like she's kind of freaking out a bit, which obviously she is. And she thinks that uh, everything is moving too fast. And then we get another flashback to Scooter. Uh, Lily, this time, is is saying that exact same thing to him. Things are going too fast. Scooter's all confused. Uh, she says she doesn't want to give up her freedoms yet. She has so many plans for her future, like traveling, living overseas, having a lesbian relationship. Which I think is funny because it's something that becomes a running joke throughout the series. It does. And uh, I also find it interesting. I'm curious if that line was brought in because of her character on Buffy. Or if it was, just a, coinc- or if it was just a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, either way, it, I always found that to be kind of interesting that they, that they went that route. Um, she says she does not want the pressure of everything uh, that that you know, because he's talking about this life together. Yeah, and she doesn't want that pressure, and that whole thing is kind of spilling into the present day. And she like apparently says it out loud in the prom, and her date's like, "Whoa, you! But you guys promised us a dance, you know? It's that's, just a that's dance." The thing that confused me. They yeah. don't actually tell you if she says it out loud, but they they make it seem like she did. Yeah, I'm assuming that she did. She's like, it's too much pressure. I'm assuming that's what she said out loud. He's like, well, it's just a dance. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> I guess you got to be careful when you're when you're daydreaming. <laughs> Not to say things out loud. Uh, so Lily and Robin go and dance with these guys. Lily starts just kind of laying into Andrew, telling him, you know, telling him he won't accomplish any of his goals in life that he sets out to do and all this other stuff. Uh, because she's just kind of putting her own uh, fears and, and, and regrets and stuff on this kid. Oh, yeah. So yeah. hard. And then Sean asks Robin if he's going to get lucky tonight. Uh, and as Robin is telling him no, he barfs right on her. He's like, he had a chance. He did. He did have a chance. He it had not. like maybe like a 40% chance. But I mean, never tell me the odds. <laughs> you have a point zero 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 one chance. So there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, then we cut to Ted and Marshall, and they're entering the prom with the sheet music. They run into Barney, 
in a turtle mascot yeah, outfit. I fucking love it because he's like, how'd you guys get in here? Yeah. It's like, what's it to you, turtle? Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't know. Even though it's distinctly Barney's voice. You know, I obviously. Mean, to us it is. It could have been like muffled or something to them. Yeah, maybe. maybe. They're inside of a pro- an active prom and he's wearing a, a full mask. That is true. That is true. Uh, so he tells them that, uh, well, they tell him that they snuck in through the back. And then Barney says that he had to pay a janitor 200 bucks for this costume. Yeah. As he and, takes the head off. Yeah. And nobody uh, notices him right away. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, something I found interesting, though I couldn't confirm this. According to the wiki, uh, apparently David Burtka, who plays Scooter, can be seen walking in the background as uh, Ted and Marshall are telling Barney how they got into the prom. But I rewatched this scene alone three times and could not spot him. Huh. So there, there is one kid, like one person who walks by in like a who has hair that looked like it could have been the like the, the Kurt Cobain scooter hair. And like, maybe that was him, but it's so fast that I couldn't tell whether or not it was actually him. Interesting. Uh, so I'm not honestly sure, but anybody out there, if you guys have spotted him, let me know at last call. In the background of the current problem. I have no idea. That's why I'm like, I don't know if these guys, I, I don't know if this is an accurate uh, little piece of trivia. Uh, or not because i checked and i couldn't spot him anywhere and i like i said i watched that scene three times before we started recording so i don't know fair enough yeah uh so marshall then randomly walks up what i thought thought was interesting is he he randomly walks up to andrew he doesn't know yeah andrew is lily's date at this that's a true statement yeah so just by some huge stroke of of coincidence he walks up to Andrew and asks if he's seen Lily. Now, what if this wasn't him? What if this wasn't Andrew? And it was just some random person. They'd be like, who the fuck is Lily? You know, who the fuck are you, guy? Right. Like, You know what I mean? Because Marshall's just like, hey, have you seen my fiance, Lily? Why the fuck would any of these kids actually know who she is? True. You know what I mean? True. So it, it seemed a little like an odd way to go about it. But I think they were just, they needed to, they needed to get it done in the episode. That's you know? true. So that I think that's just why they went. Uh, I mean, they could have easily just been like Barney been like, "Oh, that's Lily's date right there." Yeah, they could have. Yeah, that would have actually, like you've always said, one line of dialogue. One line of dialogue, it's, and it's for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, quick sidebar: one line of dialogue can easily fix any situation. It's true, very, very true. Uh, so, like I said, he walks up to Andrew uh, and asks about Lily. Andrew gets real defensive. And this is kind of what you were talking a little bit about earlier. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, she's his for the night. Yeah. And gets all up in Marshall's face, like, shoves off, him. Dude, you're a fucking high schooler, and he's a fucking, like, full-grown adult. Yeah. Like, you ain't got no chance in hell. Yeah. And it's just like, he shoves him, and then he pulls out fucking nunchucks. Nunchucks! Which, I don't, like... There's literally a metal detector outside the door. Yep. How the fuck did he get in with nunchucks? I had a I had a gag ready to go for this, but I completely forgot to set myself up for that. <laughs> Damn. Your nunchuckles. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well. That happens. I was going to have a book and be like, see this book? I ain't buying it. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> <Fair laughs> I'm Fair sorry. Enough. First off, the pockets that are inside of a fucking suit coat, they're not deep enough for him to be walking around with nunchucks all night long. You would make one quick movement, and those things would have went spilling all over the floor. Yeah. Believable scenario would have been if he'd had them tucked into the back of his pants under his belt or something. Yeah. That I'd believe. And then you but, want to pull. But I still can't get past the metal detector unless he's, I mean, because like we, we know how they got in. We watched True. them walk into the prom through the metal detector. True. So like it should have sent, set it off. I'm just saying that's a shitty uh, metal detector. That's it's it just is. there for uh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, it's there to scare the kids. But yeah, so he whips out these nunchucks and he just he's like nunchucko and he's he hits Marshall. Oh yeah. Nunchucks. And then Ted just lunges at him, take him, takes him down, man. Just I mean, like in all fairness, I understand Marshall's like, you know, like, oh, I probably can handle it. But in all fairness, Marshall was like, oh, and then stumbled like literally like three full steps off. Yeah. In, in Ted's defense from standing where he was. I'd have fucking done the same thing. I'd have speared that kid in round two. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And then man. I would have stood up and been like, how you leaving now, bitch? <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> so then we uh, we go over to the bathroom where Robin is cleaning herself up. She's in there with Lily. And she asks Lily if she's having second thoughts, which Lily says yes to. You know? But it's not yeah. about Marshall. It's about her. You know, she's essentially she's having FOMO. You know, this fear of missing out on things that she hasn't gotten the chance to do. We get a flashback to her first day of college. She's putting a stereo on a shelf and just kind of venting about what she wants in life. You know, she she doesn't want a boyfriend to tie her down. You know, she wants to be able to travel and do all this other stuff. And uh, the camera pans over and it's Marshall sitting there. This is the first time that they had ever met. Uh, and she turns on the stereo and it's the violent femme song. That and that, that, you know, this is where their relationship starts. Which, kids, if you've never watched Time Met Your Mother before, say this again. I've said it on time. Why the fuck do you listen to this podcast? It's true. But if you've never watched the show before, this scene will come, well, not this scene in specific, but this moment in time yeah. will come back a hundred times like mm-hmm. Uncle Ben being shot. That's true. Or, or like Bruce, Bruce Wayne's, Wayne's parents. parents. <laughs> so true. Needless to say, if you're a parent in a, a comic book, you're probably not safe. <laughs> that is also true. Yes, very much so. Uh, uh, so Lily is feeling, like I said, like she's missing out on all that stuff that, that she has wanted to do uh, yep. since, since before college. Uh, and Robin says that, it, you know, she asks her, you know, isn't having the love of your life and marrying the love of your life worth all of that. And then she uh, gives her a kiss in order to give her that lesbian experience that she was uh, talking about. And it doesn't really phase either of them. So like, uh, you know, it's obvious this is the moment that it starts kind of grinding away in Lily's head. <laughs> I mean, she it got that kiss more persistent later on. You are dude. Crying. It does. It gets real. Like there Especially are times where Lily, it's like, there are plenty of times where Lily's like, you know, we could, we can make out Robin. That'd be stupid. Right. Like, yeah, you make out. Dude, there are times where Lily borders on like Barney level type of creepy. When it you comes ain't even to, joking. Yeah. It gets like, Whoa, Lily, what are you doing here? <laughs> 
so then we head outside of the prom uh, as the guys have all been kicked out because they got into this big brawl. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's called a high schooler. He's like, he's not in fucking handcuffs. Yeah. And they talk about that. You know, like, you know, you could get, you know, you could be going to jail and, and all this stuff. And they try to plead with the security guards to no avail. You know, they're yeah, not. Marshall's like, I just need to get back in there for one song. Yeah. No. And Ted and Ted, this is where Ted and Marshall begin uh, arguing about whether or not Marshall needed Ted's help. And I have to say, I don't really understand why this piece of the storyline is in there. It it doesn't, it, to me, it didn't add anything. It didn't. And, and that was one of the things I thought when I watched it too, because this yeah. is the C storyline. Yeah. And it obviously came down to that second of they, they had it covered as to why it's in there. But they could have yeah. left out that whole scene and had something else happen. Like, yeah. just the shove, even. Well, like, you could have had that discussion earlier where it's like, you know, uh, I would always have your back, Ted. And Ted be like, yeah, man, I would always have your back, too. And then that's it. Instead of having Marshall kind of like, be like well, I, don't, I wouldn't need it. Yeah. We cut that out. And then have it happen. Ted takes out the dude showing Ted would have his back. And then cut out the stuff of them fighting here, and it would have been like no different. That's true. That you know? is true. And Marshall is acting like a complete douchebag, in my opinion, to Ted in this whole thing. He kind of is. It's like Ted is is his best friend. Wouldn't he want him to have his back? Whether or not he could handle it himself, wouldn't he want that? Like, I know you could handle things yourself. But I don't see you being like, like acting like Marshall. If, if I was like, yo, man, I'd still always have you back. First off, no, because there's a difference between me and Marshall on this point. To the fact that I know if I'm going into a fight, you always need your back watched anyway. So fuck that. If you want to stand there and have my back, you got my back. Exactly. And, and I it's appreciate like, that. Yeah, man, of course. And it's like, whether or not you can handle it yourself, I mean, anything could happen in, in a fight. You know but what I mean? Just remember, on the outside chance you would get into a fight, I like I tweaked my shoulder or something a couple weeks ago, and like it hurts when I lift it up too high. So I'll, I'll be there for you, but I don't actually know how much work I can do right now because you know my shoulder's a little sore. <laughs> oh man, I think I tore a rotator cuff. I'm gonna sit this one out. It's like, you'll be you'll be good. Hey Josh, I think I tore my rotator cuff. <laughs> it hurts when I do this. For those of you who are listening, he's he's turning his neck and not his arm. <laughs> That's the visual. And that is the reason why you should be watching. Just saying. Uh, so Barney decides he's going to take one for the team. Dude, does he ever? He grabs the turtle head and just runs off, prompting the guards to chase after him. And this just allows Ted Marshall to just walk right back in. You said Barney grabs the turtle head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you guys, you can tell it is late here. Uh, so uh, we head uh, inside, uh, back inside the prom, and the '88. They start playing Lily and Marshall's song. They start dancing. Uh, Ted and Robin also start dancing. They finally make amends here. Uh, in this season, in this uh, episode, and we see that spark is still there. Yep. Yeah. 
Now let me ask yeah. you a question. Okay. We've both been to live shows before. You ever asked the band to play a song for you? I mean, I feel like there's been lots of times where we've yelled out, play some kids. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> That's happened many, many a time. Um, I mean, I don't know if I have, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, definitely. We've definitely screamed, play some kids to a few bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you? Besides the those times, though, there was one time I was working at, it was when it was Rookies on the Lake. Uh, they brought in a, a band and they were playing a bunch of punk music that night. And I screamed, play, uh, play Sublime. All right. Fair and they enough. did, actually. So it was actually kind of cool. Nice. I was like, nice. Yo, play, some, play some Sublime. The guy goes, yo. He's like, I got what you want. And I he started the uh, what you got. And I was like, hell yeah. Nice, nice. That's the way to do it. Uh, so then we go outside the prom. Barney is there, you know. He somehow got away. Somehow. I, I, I don't know how, how it happened, but he you did. You know how he did it? How do you do it? Magician's code. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> by, grab, by grabbing the turtle head. <laughs> so, so like I said, uh, we're outside the prom. Barney is talking to Andrew and Sean. And he's telling, he's, he's essentially, he, he's telling them a story, but we catch the very end. And he's like, and that's why you never wear jeans to a strip club. You know, this scene here is kind of reminiscent of the scene in season nine when he's drunk and he's walking home and yep. he's mentoring those two kids. Yeah. And he hands them the stack of napkins at the end and it's the playbook. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like I kind of like that. We got we got a scene like that in season one, and they cap it in season nine. Now, as now here's well. the thing I want to know. Is there a possibility it's the same kids? That would be kind of cool. I mean, that would be actually really cool. Especially if it was like the same actors. I'd have to go back and rewatch that to see what they even looked like. But that would be kind of awesome. Um, but then uh, we finish off the episode back inside. Lily uh, agrees that the band is great. And they check it off the list. Marshall comments uh, that it's, you know, it's just two months away. Can you believe it? And they're dancing and you can just see all the doubt and panic bubbling up inside Lily as this episode comes to an end and we fade to black and go to the credits. And this is where it all starts. You know, we've talked about it before where that, that split begins. Yep. And this is where it starts and and it culminates over the next two episodes. Uh, It's just, it's something that, it tears me apart every time, and I'm sure once we get there, we'll talk about that. But that was the episode, season one, episode 20, the best prom ever. <laughs> so, John, what were your uh, final thoughts on this episode? Well, let's see if I can re- let's see if I can replicate my <laughs> thoughts from when me and you were talking before I went on the air. <laughs> it was the best prom ever. Lily and Marshall tried to book a band. Remember when Ted and Marshall were in that fight with those two kids that were douches? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. I can't. That was bad. But you know, that was, that was uh, for those of you listening, leave us a comment and let us know what you think. Was yeah. it a good song or? <laughs> do I got a number one on my hands? At last call, H I M Y M. Please do not give us a one star review because of that. <laughs> I would be very upset. Um, 
I will say, I think this is a good episode. I love, I love that. Like I said, this is one of the first times where like all like the storylines run parallel with one another. Yeah, not like you know, like oh, one's here, one's there, and one's here. It's they're all working with the same premise to, except for the beginning of Marshall and Dead. Yeah, but then it's like everybody's trying to get into the prom and everybody's trying to do shit, and there's reasons for being at the prom, and then you know we're finally getting the reconciliation between Ted and uh, Ted and Robin. And you know, Barney grabs the turtle head, and <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, but yes, I mean, it's, it is, it's a good episode. I just, I'm really sad that in the next two episodes, we're going to see the unraveling of Marshall and Lily for almost like a season and a half. Yeah, it gets, it so gets it's the worst part of the show because I love Marshall and Lily, and I think that's probably a big reason why you tend to not watch season one, yeah, because you know what it leads to. Yeah, I get it, I totally get that, dude. It hurts, it's, it's kind of yeah. like not to. Not to go jumping so far ahead, but I mean, it's what we do anyway. It's like watching the episode with uh, Marshall's uh, dad dying. Yeah. I learned from watching a video one time, there's a countdown in the the episode. Yeah. Starts at the number 50, and the numbers keep going down to one. And as Lily gets out of the cab at the very end, it's number double zero, and it goes out. And when she gets out, she gives him the bad news. And man, it fucking wrecks me. And then I found out on top of the countdown that he didn't know what Allison Hannigan was going to say when she got out of the cab. Oh, really? All he knew was she was going to get out and deliver her line of dialogue. So he's literally like, hey, Lily, guess what? I've got this great news. And she's like, Marshall, something happened. Yeah. You know, that's wild. That's wild, man. We got like that's like a real reaction. That's a real reaction from fucking Jason Siegel, man. And I I look forward to and and dread talking about that episode because I don't know. I I feel like I might start crying on air during well as we talk about. I don't know because I cry every time I watch that episode, dude. That's just it's such a hard episode. Like, yeah, it is. It is. It really is. But uh, that is the episode. Uh, we always like to do a, a little segment at the end of the show that we call Barney's Blog. Blog. Suit up, bitches. <laughs> or maybe this time, slut up, bitches. Slut up, bitches. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, for the last three weeks, uh, we haven't had any. Uh, specific blogs tied to the episodes but we are finally back to a episode specific blog uh, entry and this one uh, was dated where is it tuesday february 14th of 2006 so on valentine's day which is interesting uh, at 11 30 a.m so it was in the morning of valentine's day and it's titled when should you wear jeans to a strip club dot 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 <laughs> never so uh, Barney, uh, he started off saying, whenever I visit a gentleman's club, I always consult my pre-strip checklist beforehand <laughs> to max- maximize both my enjoyment and my overall value. Because if there's anything more exhilarating than an erotic dancer's pom-poms in your face, it's knowing that you got your money's worth. And he, uh, he gives these three like, things that, for, that you need to check off uh, before you go. It says, uh, converted sufficient currency to singles. That's always important. 
Uh, hide ATM slash credit cards deep in wallet, yet still accessible in case of rare twins scenario. <laughs> and cleverly planted fake move uh, fake movie producer business cards on person where they might accidentally in quotes fall out into dancer's bra. And then he says, uh, while these three checkpoints apply to his own burlesque patronage, he suspects there's one more basic precaution that most of you will forget as you uh, giddily prepare for a magical night of dancing nipples. And he says, jeans, never, I repeat, never wear jeans to a strip club. And then he gives his nine reasons why you should never wear jeans to a strip club. So, here we go. Okay, so hold on. Before you dive okay. into the nine reasons, without incriminating yourself too much, have you ever been to a gentleman's club? Yes. Have you ever worn jeans? I mean, you already knew the answer to that. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I said I was trying not to incriminate you, you asshole. I, I honestly, you a bus. I honestly am not sure if I've ever worn jeans, worn but jeans I wouldn't be. Time. But I wouldn't be surprised if I have. Worn jeans, at least me. I know I've worn jeans every time because yeah. I typically don't wear other pants. That's true, unless That's it's true. like my work pants. Yeah. But I don't. I think I would go home and change before I went out in my work pants. Fair enough. Well, John, I'm about to give you nine reasons why you need to stop doing that. Well, let's see if you can change <laughs> your mind. All right, number nine: cloth pockets are roomier, more elastic, and allow for a thicker wad of cash. Okay. I mean that's true. Jean pockets are real tight. They are. You know what I mean? So that that's definitely true. Uh denim clashes with a club's leopard, zebra, or other safari animal motif. The ones I've the the strip clubs I've been to have not had themes like that. Neither so have I. That uh doesn't really matter for me. Uh number seven, unless the gentleman's club is in your living room. You'll be going, you'll, he says, you'll be going out to view these ladies and thus should be suiting up anyway. Okay. I mean, it's Barney. He he always says suit up anyway. So yeah. He does. Makes sense. Uh, Number six, jeans remind dancers of their ostensibly disenfranchised lower tier socioeconomic upbringing that has propelled them toward their unhappy proletarian existence mitigated only marginally by the delightfully tawdry strobe lit arena of the burlesque club. Okay. So in other words, he's saying that it reminds them uh, that they're poor and why they had to become strippers. That's essentially what he's saying. That's true, but not true at the same time. Yeah. I I mean, okay. Because it's also like kind of putting all strippers in the same box. I was going to say, you yeah. and I have met a couple of dancers who were not there just for yeah. entertainment. Like, do you remember Jordan? Yeah, it's what they enjoyed to do. You know, they, I was going to say, Jordan had enjoyed jobs. dancing, and she was a school teacher by day. Yeah, they had careers outside of it. It's just something that they enjoyed to do. I'm like, okay, yeah. so be it. Uh, number five, jeans remind dancers of your ostensibly disenfranchised lower tier socioeconomic. Fair. And all That's that. fair. So it makes them think that you're the poor guy. <laughs> uh, number four, one word, two syllables, three hours in the ER, zipper. Yeah. Fair enough. Number three, jeans make my legs look skinny. 
Well, I mean, he does have very skinny legs. He does. He probably also wears skinnier jeans. Like, I sure as fuck don't wear skinny jeans. No, I usually do relax fit, but I get it. Yeah, relax fit with, like, a wide leg. I dig that. That's that's my jam, but I get it. I get what he's going for. Uh, Number two, it's a performance and deserves respect. These erotic dancers have practiced tirelessly on a technically demanding piece of choreographed art. Would you wear dungarees to a ballet? Sorry, trick question. Unless you're into dudes displaying their pressed fruits, you don't watch ballet. So the answer is still no. Trick question withdrawn. I kind of wish he had wrote lawyered in there. Ah. It would have been hilarious. And then number one, you don't feel it as much on your kazoo. See, and that's the biggest thing that I could see being a number one answer. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, that makes sense though. Has your has your mind been swayed at all? <laughs> swayed. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kill me, bro. Uh, I would I would consider m- maybe going out in a nice pair of cords or khakis. No sweatpants for you, dude. You never wear sweatpants. <laughs> I don't fucking care if you're walking from your house to your mailbox. No sweatpants. What if they're like fancy sweatpants? No. What about what about what about gym shorts? <laughs> Only if you want to look even more white trash than Barney <laughs> says you look in jeans. What about track pants? <laughs> Are you a drug meal? Maybe. I mean, hey, who knows? I get a whole this, like this two a whole jobs tra- coming to visit. A whole tracksuit, dead <laughs> dad pass, different show, but still funny nonetheless. <laughs> oh. I guess you just got to find... How about this? You get slacks, right? But you get them altered to where it's like it doesn't have a zipper. So you take the zipper out. Velcro. And it's like... A, no, not even Velcro because like that could scratch. Um, it just doesn't have a, have a front. But oh, it's okay. got an elast- elastic waistband. But they Fair. still look like slacks. So you still look like you're styling. <laughs> Fair enough. Just saying, man. Got to think about it, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, that, folks, is episode 20 of Last Call at McLaren's, a How I Met Your Mother podcast. I, again, am Josh Rayner here with my best bud, John. John, tell them where they can find you. Well, I mean, if you want to find me, <clears throat> find me over here, right there, at Simply Seen J1 on Twitter, which goes along with my podcast, which is called Simply Sane with Jay, the Not Your Mama's podcast. And don't forget, there is a link to that, um, or a link on that, that goes along with my uh, blog. That's right, Johnny's blog. <laughs> Though that's not the name of it. No, no. The blog is also <laughs> called Simply Sane with Jay. Uh, it's where I can get deep and personal and talk about shit and not almost cry recording my podcast so that's always nice uh which i gotta get another episode of my podcast recorded because i've been slapping on that it's true josh let me guess let me (laughs) guess Ooh, they could find you at uh j jp rayner that's jp r-a-y-n-o-r on twitter well done sir i knew i'd get it sooner or later 20 episodes in 20 episodes in and i finally get it right (laughs) I only practiced that for like two and a half hours. <laughs> That's right, folks. You can find me there or 
right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is a Twitter page for my site, Merc and Movie Blog, where I talk about all kinds of movies and whatnot. Uh, me and this guy, where is he? There he is. Just <laughs> did a trailer reaction for the new Scream movie for Damn straight uh, we did. the fifth one. Uh, go check that out. It, uh, it was a good time talking uh, about Scream and, and watching that trailer with you. He's had me doing more uh, more trailer reviews with him. This Hells is the yeah. third one. Hells yeah, man. It's good stuff. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have you on for some actual reviews soon. It's going to be good. Nice. going to be good. But uh, yeah, you can check me out there. You can check me out on DC Comics News. That's at DC Comics News on all the social medias, uh, as well as DCComicsNews.com. Uh, check out all of our fandom coverage there and a big live stream that I just did. Uh, before I recorded this. So uh, check that out. And you can check us out on our wrestling show called Off the Ropes with John and Josh. That's on Twitter at Off the Ropes JJ. Check us out. It's uh, it's good stuff. Damn good stuff. Yeah, right there. Well, <laughs> that about wraps up everything for this episode, John. Uh, what do you got for them? People, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Catch you guys next time.